0: You want to be known as a doer or a dreamer. A doer knows how to commit and go all in to accomplish their goal. Welcome to the Conquer Your Mountains Week 5 podcast titled Three Reasons Why You Have Unfinished Business, where we will explore how you can commit your heart fully so that your plans succeed. Today's episode is about finding new ways to change old habits that limit our success. If you are following the Conquer Your Mountains reading plan, you are in Week 5 that has the name Deuteronomy with all my heart. My name is Amanda DeWitt and I'm an editor at LUCA, the Christian and Inspiration imprint of Penguin Random House, South Africa. We publish books that provide readers with engaging, high-quality reading material, both fiction and non-fiction. I'm excited to be joining Mandla's podcast today. Together, we worked on his book, Conquer Your Mountains, that was released in 2023. Mandla holds a doctorate of Business Administration in Healthcare Management from Liberty University, USA. He is a qualified chartered accountant with a master's degree in commerce. He has been a CEO of businesses that have served thousands of people in healthcare and wellness. In today's episode, we will be exploring questions like how to stay committed to our goals and how to avoid ending up with unfinished business. Let's kick off. Sometimes we think there is no harm in being partially committed to something, but in your book, you explain how a half-hearted effort can cause a crash landing. What do you mean by that?
1: Thanks, Amanda. And yeah, it's good to be on the other side of the podcast with you. We've walked along <laughs> Jenny uh, with the release of the book last year. Uh, and just getting to that question about crash landing, uh, if you can just imagine a plane taking off, there's a point on the runway where the pilot can still abort the landing, but there comes a certain point where he's two-thirds down the runway and At that point, if he were to pull out of the takeoff, he would literally crash onto the um, other side of the runway or have a a very delayed sluggish takeoff and stall the plane. So it's like that with committing to something. um, If you are half taking off, uh, you have a higher risk of crash landing. An example of that when it comes to fitness is if you are training for a marathon and let's say you are not fully committed and you're skipping every second session, you will suffer the consequences. You will get to race day. The beginning of the marathon will probably uh, feel fine. And I'm saying this as someone who's struggled at many marathons, And then you'll get to the 30k mark, you've got 12k to go, suddenly your whole body crashes, your legs start not working, you are cramping, and what was a good race becomes a crash landing where you will either not finish the 42k or it will be a very long, long limp uh, to the finish line. And I've been there. And it's the same with work. If you start a job and you say to yourself, this is not my dream job, so let me not give it everything, uh, you, you put in half the effort and you end up getting a bad reference from that job. And when that dream job comes along in the end, you are not ready. And that's also an example of crash landing because you didn't commit.
0: That's actually a great way to look at it. Um as you were speaking, I was and I was thinking about the whole part in that Bible where it says it's about endurance. We're running a race of endurance. And um, how preparation is then definitely a linked to commitment, about how much you prepare is how much you're committed to the end goal and where you're going. That's very exciting um to look at it like that, that the effort that you're putting in, And the preparation is linked to the commitment that you have for it and that directly is linked to your results. What's an example of a situation where you failed to commit fully and how did that work out for you?
1: One example of that was when I did my master's degree. Um, I, I did a master's of commerce, which I started around 2008. I was working full-time at at that moment when I began Uh, and it was meant to be a one-year master's uh, and yes I wanted to do it I had this dream of being qualified with a master's Uh, but I wasn't ready at that time to go all the way Uh, and every year I would pay the fees to register I would write one more chapter of my thesis and I'd never quite finish And what happened in the end is that this uh, degree that I should have finished within a year, it ended up taking five years. Yeah, so you could say I lost four years uh, because of not being uh, committed. Look, nothing bad happened out of it. Um, So I wouldn't say that I lost opportunities, but I'll say that I did lose time uh, just from I'm yeah, not rolling up my sleeves and saying, let me just sit and get this done, thus free up my mental space to move on to the next project. So it wasn't a pleasant situation. If I could go back in time, I would have uh, taken the painful medicine and just done it in that one year.
0: What are the lessons that you would say you learned from that experience of not going out and committing fully to just finishing it? Um, I think sometimes when things like that happen, we do get the, uh, the get a few life lessons out of it. And what would you say were the ones that stood out for you?
1: For me, it came to evaluating the source of my motivation. The idea of having this qualification was motivating to me. Uh, but when I looked at it uh, later, I, I'd asked myself, did I want it enough? Uh, was I willing to to pay the price Um, and I think my biggest lesson is that I should have spent more time envisioning what this uh, degree would mean for me Uh, maybe envisioning what it would feel like to be completed what the benefits would be and I think I'll then have had more mental strength to push through a lot quicker
0: that's wonderful that's a great way to look at it to to know that you have to have a clear vision for where you are going if you are going to commit to something fully and that you have to want it um, badly enough to do so. I really think that's a great lesson. How about a situation where you did commit? What helped you get to the finish line there?
1: It talks to the project that you and I worked on in terms of uh, the release of the book uh, Conquer Your Mountains. I'd had this uh, book in my, in my mind for many years. Uh, at the beginning of 2022, I said to myself, this has been a dream of mine that has been pending for over 10 years. Uh, let me use this year to just commit and and, and yeah, take it to the, the finish line. And uh, it wasn't easy. I was mentally prepared to to push. Uh, But just the journey of pulling a book together, um, of getting to the right word count, the journey of editing it, seeing mistakes, going at it again, uh, it was a difficult journey and it was also challenging as well to get into the publishing world as as a new author. I think if i had had the same attitude as I'd had with my earlier example, the masters, I'd probably have left it and said, "Oh, this is too hard, or it's taking too long." Uh, but in this situation, uh, I think I had cultivated the finishing muscle to to push on, and, and that finishing muscle is what gets you to the end. Uh, it it what takes you to the last ten kilometers of the 42k race. Uh, And it's the same finishing muscle where if you've been negotiating a business deal and you've gone past the honeymoon phase where you're excited about the deal and you now have to close the deal and it's the more boring part of just getting signatures and photocopying documents. It's that finishing muscle that has to kick in that says "Hey, you can actually uh, do this and you can take it to to the end. So I'd say the, that ability to finish, um, to be committed to finishing, unlocks a new superpower uh, where you avoid having unfinished business.
0: That's fantastic. What would you say was your greatest motivation near the end when you were past the honeymoon phase and it was at the end of pulling the book together um, in personal In my personal experience, sometimes when you're at the end of a project and you're nearing the final phases, that's sometimes when it becomes so difficult to just get you over that finish line. Was there something specific that you would say was really a big motivation for you to finally get it done and get it over that last line?
1: What I did a lot was I would imagine the the impact uh, in those long late nights. Uh, and what i was imagining is uh, to say if what i'm working on now helps at least one person i try to role play in my mind what the impact would be on that person uh, that would uh, receive what we're working on and and that kept me going um, so it wasn't to say let me help millions it was to say if i do this well and i finish Uh, what if this helps just one person and transforms their life fundamentally and I told myself that I I therefore had an obligation to push through no matter what it took.
0: That's fantastic to keep the end goal in mind it's a good reminder for us all to keep the vision. So what are the reasons why we end up with unfinished business would you say?
1: There's two sides of a graph that you need to look at. The one side of that graph is your goals, where you think you'll get to. And then the other side is uh, your commitment, which is really that muscle that will help you to transform that goal into something that is uh, simply amazing. Uh, So I'd say there's three reasons and these are three types of people. And I will get to the fourth type of person at the end. And the first type of person I'll say is a zero percenter, and I'm just making up a new word, if I'm allowed to.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and and that zero percenter uh, has no goals. They are not willing to even get to the stage of of a goal, and they also have, therefore, no no commitment. So with a zero percent, uh, it's not unfinished business. It's unstarted business. They haven't even got off the starting line. Uh, they 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 have dreams, uh, but they haven't even got to the stage of creating a building plan uh, for their dreams. Then the next person is, I would say, is that twenty-five percent. Uh, they got twenty-five percent of the way, um, and. That sort of person has goals, um, yeah. So they are able to move from their dream into uh, an actual plan, a building plan, uh, but they are afraid to commit. And in my analogy, let's say you were, they were into property, that person would buy the stand, and they would lay the foundation, uh, and uh, and they would end the um, so, you end up driving across this empty stand, which has a foundation only and no building, and they're like, oh, what happened here? Uh, and I know with many cities, uh, if you haven't started construction in uh, two or three years, uh, you lose that stand. Uh, then you've got the 50 percenter, so they're able to set a goal create a plan and they're able to commit, uh, so they go a, a lot longer down the road. But what they are missing is the finishing muscle. Uh, so with a 50%, uh, you end up with those buildings that you may see where uh, if you drive past uh, over a month, you see the building coming up, you get to window level or roof level, uh, and then suddenly nothing happens. Uh, and that's really because they didn't have the finishing muscle to take it all the way to the end. Then the last type of person, and this is the person that does succeed, is the 100 percenter. Uh, So they're able to create a goal, they're able to commit and they've got that finishing muscle that takes them to the end. Uh, So those are the main reasons why people end up with unfinished business if you look at that quadrant of goals and commitment.
0: Absolutely. I mean, just the the fear factor as well for many people to go out and take a risk and um, to to see if they can and will be able to do it. Do you think something like self-doubt is also something that plays a big role in people's lives who aren't able to finish their business or their projects or their goals?
1: Yes, uh, I'd say so. And self-doubt, it could be real in that uh, you have failed previously at doing something, uh, so you don't believe that you can make it, uh, which is a lie. The fact that you failed before actually means that you've now rehearsed the reasons uh, that could lead to failure and you're better prepared to avoid failure.
0: That's powerful.
1: Uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And then the other lie uh, comes from something that you've never done before, where you tell yourself that this is too big, um, it's too visionary, it's too, it's a dream that is not my size. Uh, And then you doubt yourself, you are then surprised many years later when you see someone that had fewer resources than you actually accomplishing that dream.
0: Absolutely. I think that happens a lot to people who perhaps come from poorer families or um, disadvantaged communities where they thought nobody else around me is making it. Nobody else around me is accomplishing or are accomplishing their dreams, so how will I be able to? So they kind of have this glass ceiling above them where success is concerned. So, I think that might play a role as well, like you say, where the self-doubt comes from.
1: And and maybe just to comment on that, uh, for someone that has come out of a disadvantaged background, and yeah, I I didn't grow up with um, a golden spoon in my mouth, um, I think it's really about saying my past doesn't have to be my future.
0: Oh, absolutely! That's wonderful. That that's such a. I would like print that out and <laughs> like my past doesn't have to be my future. Speak to the listener that has a growing pile of incomplete projects. What could they do differently?
1: I'd say they need to start by forgiving themselves for how they got to where they are and and move on. Uh, yes, you are you're stuck in a pile of incomplete projects, but uh, it's where you are now. Um, Just focus on the next step, Uh, create a clear vision and then you need to start prioritizing. You need to count the cost. Uh, What will it take to get out of this in terms of time, in terms of effort and what can I realistically achieve? And going back to my earlier example about what kept me going, you need to find what motivates you and, and what will make it worth dying for. And ultimately, I find that if all else fails, back yourself into a corner. So when I say back yourself into a corner, it might be that you make a public announcement. Hey, I'm going to do this because that also gets other people cheering you on uh, and you use peer pressure to your advantage.
0: That's fantastic. That's really great. I think we've learned a few valuable lessons today. I definitely did. Um, Thank you so much for sharing all of that, Dr. Mandla. We will end the podcast with an extract from Manda's book, Conquer Your Mountains, week five, page 31.
1: A half-hearted effort to move on to the next phase of your life can be worse than no effort at all, because you end up stuck between two rail coaches, two climate systems, and two opposing circumstances. By not committing to escape or transition with all your heart, you hold back your freedom.